0: Welcome to the main event.
1: what's up everyone welcome back to the bailey bixby podcast this is episode five lucky number five i don't think that's a lucky number but yeah episode five um it's kind of crazy how i'm already to episode five and just looking back it's been interesting last episode with the attorney i i learned a lot from that i know audio on that was pretty crappy the first half, but then it it got better, and he had some pretty cool stories. And I definitely learned a lot from that, and he gave some good advice and things that worked for him and maybe some things that other people could try to uh, their new daily lives. And uh, I think everyone is currently still losing their mind with quarantine. And I know that everyone just graduated and we really didn't get to celebrate the way we wanted to, but I did it with a few friends and my family, which it was good because, you know, everything with family is good and to celebrate it with my family means a lot. So I just want to say or give a shout out to everyone that graduated. Congratulations, and I just want to say thanks to everyone that I cross paths with and that I've met and my my friends and just everyone I met and the relationships I made with people just pretty crazy and to know that I will look back at these times as <laughs> the best times of my life and just just crazy <laughs> memories with with people that I will have these relationships with forever now so shout out winona state for uh the good times and um wish i could do it over again actually and i know it was long four years but definitely gonna miss it there's nothing like college if you are in high school i would definitely recommend going to college because it's it's a hell of a time also happy mother's day to everyone uh, to the moms out there. I want to give a shout out to my mom, Teresa Bixby, a beauty. She uh raised me into the man I am today, young man. And I know it wasn't easy. It's kind of piece of work from time to time, but you know what? Never gave up on me. Always believed in me. And here I am living the dream, living the dream. So this episode is, it's it's going to be a little different. I think it'll be kind of cool. It's my buddy from school, good relationship that I created with Ross. Um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. With, with Willington something. Sorry, Ross, I apologize. But <laughs> that's who we're doing the episode with. He kind of interviewed me on public speaking and how I've progressed and where I started with public speaking and like how I felt about it when I kind of first started doing it and now where I am with my ability to do it I feel like I've came a long way and I actually like talking in front of people now I think it's a big strength of mine and it it goes well with my future career in sales I feel like you need to have a voice while also being able like having a good ability of listening and all that, that all goes hand in hand with public speaking. And I think that you need public speaking for pretty much any industry. Like you just, you need that ability and you'll, you'll do well in, in your field of work. If you have strong public speaking skills, like I just think it's a very good thing to have and you can definitely develop them and, be really good at it you just you just have to build up that confidence of doing it so yeah episode five with uh ross he'll be interviewing me on my take of public speaking so enjoy
0: in the past have you had to overcome any inhibitions or fears um, nerves with speeches presentations whether they're in a group or alone
1: yeah i think I've had one time it was in a business law class of I had a difficulty understanding on what I was speaking about. So I kind of had to jump over that hurdle of understanding what I was actually going to be talking about. So that's another thing is, is not just prepping your talking is, it's also prepping your like research and your personal knowledge on what you're speaking about. So I think understanding the topic is also a difficulty of public speaking. You definitely have to know what you're talking about. You can't just go up there and talk your way through uh, a speech. You definitely have to understand what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and I think that plays a big role into you know finding your own voice because unless you really care about it or have an interest in the topic, it's not going to be your voice because you'll just be reading facts, right? So would you be able to touch on how your podcast um, has really helped you find your voice because you're speaking on topics of your interest, even though it's it's a broad spectrum. Um, you seem to be pretty interested in every, uh, every speaker that you have and every um, topic that you have for each podcast.
1: So, yeah, with the podcast, it, it definitely helps me um, with my planning skills and, like, kind of getting down to the the right questions that I want to ask the person and get the information that I want out. So then it help It definitely helps me be able to like probe questions and to get more in-depth information that I'm looking for that I might not know that I would have gotten before I, I did the podcast. So just kind of developing your own way of speaking and coming up with things is, is a strong trait to have when you're, when you're speaking. So yeah, definitely a lot of preparation. And I don't know, I, I, I guess I spend a good amount of time on just listing out a bunch of questions and then I will pick the ones that I think will be the most meaningful and where I can get the most information out and will help me Probe more questions during like throughout that question I had just asked. So it's you don't want to be asking like open-ended questions and stuff like that. So you gotta ask these in-depth, like almost like two to three sentences of questions almost. So
0: Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, I, I know you have a you have a guest um right in front of you or in our case over mm-hmm. the, Uh but I mean the goal is to be speaking to an audience. So how important is it for you to keep that audience in mind, um, not only when you're choosing your topics, but as you're walking through the conversations to to just be cognizant of the fact that there's listeners and that you're, you know, hopefully trying to entertain them or relay an important message to them? Yeah. So what I do, I, I
1: first understand what is going to interest me because I feel like, the the people my age, I have the same interests in and the I guess the target market of what I'm trying to reach to. I just uh, kind of figure out what uh, is going to interest me and what I can learn from it. And then I hopefully I look at what is going to benefit for them as well. So I, it takes a lot of thinking. Of oh, is this gonna like interest them, or is it gonna lose their interest? So mainly, I just I just look at what's gonna interest me because in the long run, I I just think that it's it relates to what other people have interest
0: in as well. So yeah, and that just ties right back into uh, finding your own voice and your own interests, mm-hmm. and in those. Because if you focus solely on what the audience wants, I mean you're going to give a bad podcast, you're going to give a bad speech, um, yep. it's not going to be you. Exactly. Yeah. You definitely have to have your own voice, and I mean, I've
1: done a lot of studying on like other podcasts and the way other people speak, and I just kind of use their little things, but then I make it into my own thing.
0: Yeah, man. Um, not a long-time fan, but several-time listener, so you've had I'm yeah. Still in the making, so I just got to build that credibility up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fr- – there's so, like, that market podcast. Mm-hmm. Is like, so just getting, like, a bank of, yep, you know, material or content. Is, yeah. You just kind of got to find that niche
1: of, like, the topic you want to talk about. You kind of have to – you can't have a broad – topic that you want to speak on you kind of have to narrow it down and be specific of what you're talking about that definitely helps you be able to speak more confidently and like have a stronger voice
0: yeah and i think this can also be tied back into you know having a brand because Mm -hmm. I, i know i know we've been we've been talking a lot about topics of interest but those mirror into your brand at the end of the day and so how important has it been for you to like really focus on you know what other people are seeing i know that you've been marketing on your own and things of that nature you get some reposts but how much time did you put into just making sure that people are seeing the right things um in relation to your podcast
1: so i mean i didn't spend too much time on it i obviously my education is marketing so it kind of comes natural to me on what i'm doing so i just i guess i kind of wrote a plan on like which days i'm gonna put oh this episode's gonna drop sunday um so i kind of like thursday i'm gonna send out a reminder and then saturday night or something i'll send out a reminder that i'm posting my episode on sunday and then i a lot of people will share it on their own too and it reaches other people but then I will constantly kind of be annoying with it and shove it in people's faces to where like, ah, oh, I might as well click on this and give it a listen. So you kind of got to be annoying and not care what other people think. That's the hardest part I think about speaking as well is just don't care what other people think about you because in a year, you're not going to be thinking about that time that somebody judged you. Like it
0: just, it won't matter. Yeah, man. And it's, it's just like how important it is. You know, I'm sure you remember your freshman speech class where they would mm-hmm. say, you know, thing you need to have this, a good in- a good intention getter. Right. Yeah. So it's nobody wants to listen right away. Like nobody has an in anything um, right away, but it's just the ability to get in front of them. So that's where, that's what you're yep. doing as far as annoying and saying, Hey, like, I'm not going away. And then having That's that the attention getter Yeah. And then having that attention getter within your contact to um keep them listening and keep them sticking. Yep. Uh oh. No, we're good, man. I'm I'm just looking up some uh some more talking points quick. Okay. Yeah, there might be a few times where
1: uh you might lag out and I might miss a part of what you say. So if I'm sitting there, like just sitting there. <laughs> I might have missed what you said. So Oh, am I lagging? A little bit, but not too bad. Like I haven't missed anything yet, but I'll let you know.
2: Yeah, just let me know. Thank you. All righty.
0: So what's some advice, Bailey, that you'd give somebody who perhaps is just looking to, like you did, you took a big leap. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who who knew you, um, maybe your close friends, but uh, people that just know you around. Um, they would never guess that you'd take such a big leap and put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that is preparing for make their own leap like that whether it's a it's a big presentation um you know a a huge speech a a job interview in front of a panel or starting their own podcast or a blog definitely just you just got to get past that mental barrier
1: of that you that you can't do it you just have to think you can do it and push yourself through that because once you get over that hurdle you're just going to keep going from there so it's just that mental barrier that you got to push through because you're definitely going to be uncomfortable with what you're doing. So getting past that is a huge accomplishment, not just getting yourself to do it, but just getting past the mental barrier is is a huge thing. So I would, my advice is just be comfortable with not being comfortable. So just if you feel uncomfortable, that's definitely a situation of where you're going to grow as a person and develop. And then that you do that situation again, you're going to be more comfortable in doing stuff. So it definitely is just putting yourself out there and putting yourself out of your comfort zone is, is where you're going to grow and gain confidence.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I can't agree
0: more. Um, and this is just out of my curiosity. Uh, I know you, Obviously, part partook in that self-talk, that motivational self-talk, mm-hmm. like probably exactly things of that nature. Um, I just got to do it. Uh, I can't be afraid of failure. Um, but after you know, you sent that first podcast live, that first episode, um, that was really intimate and very much so about mm-hmm. you. Um, did you have any suspicions? You know, after you uh, hit the send button, so to speak,
1: I was definitely really nervous about it and like even recording the episode like and nobody's even listening at that point but just recording myself I was really nervous and I just thought to myself like I just told myself like this is going to be this is going to be good like people are going to like it you just have to have that that thought in your brain that it's going to work out you can't you can't doubt it otherwise your doubt's going to get in the way of what your intention is so just fully Sending your intention is just the main thing, and it's the other point of what people will think. You just don't care what other people will think, because I thought maybe I'd get some backlash on this, but I definitely got i got no backlash, and I got a lot of um, positivity and positive comments about it. So that definitely skyrocketed my confidence in doing it, and just it, it makes me want to keep doing it. So just don't care what other people think. That's, that's
0: the main thing. Yeah, no, it's funny that you word it that way. Actually, I, I had a conversation with Pat Bro um, two days ago, and we kind of were talking about the same thing where he really put himself out there as far as becoming a radio host. Yeah. easy. Uh, um, but he, he brought up a, a great point where it's like, well, picture somebody with, with 3 million Twitter followers, right? 3 million. Yeah. That's a lot, right? Yeah. America's got 300 million people in it. So that means only 1 in 300 people follow that person. So, yeah. as long as you're in a group and you can connect with one person, like you're doing a pretty good job so
2: <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, let me go here one second What do you use to edit this?
0: I just use iMovie. Um, oh, okay in there. I had to like learn how completely over the last yeah. few days it's, it's just mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, just moving on, other than the confidence and uh you know the self-trust to to branch out, start your own start your own podcast, um what other doors or opportunities do you think that having a skill in public speaking or, you know, just oratory skills, um, like whether you're presenting ideas or just relaying a message to a group, um, what opportunities do those skills open up for you or have you seen open up for you over the last few years? It's, it's helped
1: me connect with people, not just with my message, but like actually connecting with the person and then talking with the person. Like, one-on-one and getting to know that person so it's definitely helped me get to know more people and kind of network so like posting this uh podcast on LinkedIn I had people message me and like people I've never met before or seen they've connected with me on LinkedIn and then messaged me and they're like hey man it's it's great what you're doing and then we just had a conversation like about our lives and what we're doing and what our aspirations are. So it definitely isn't just connecting people with the message. It's creating that personal connection with other people that, which has, it's opened a, a big door for me.
0: Yeah. And then just, just speak on how much confidence and reassurance that gives you when you have people, you know, reaching out and saying, you yeah, know, this is great. It's, it's kind of overwhelming,
1: like I didn't expect to like get all this feedback on it, like positive feedback. I definitely got some like, it's not negative feedback, but just uh, constr- constructive criticism, which has been helpful, which is also still hard to hear. And you just wanna think that what you're doing is right, but it's actually taught me to kind of be more humble and just listen to what others have to say and not be so defensive. So that's also another door I think it's open is just kind of learning to be accepting of what people have to say. They're not trying to bring you down. They're just trying to help you out. That's, that's the thing that
0: I've learned with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me if you, I'm sure you agree, but there's, there's two types of criticism I'm sure that you get. Um, and it's the same as somebody that, you know, it's the same as when, you know, somebody gives a speech and then people go talk about it and then there's some people that weren't there that all of a sudden have some criticism or some feedback for you. You know? So if if you're getting feedback from actual listeners, that means that you were captivating and engaging enough for them to actually mm-hmm. put real attention in into your episode, right? I yep. mean that's gotta feel pretty good. I've also had people though like kind of tell me
1: what to do and not just be like, Hey, maybe this is a good idea. I've had people just be like, Hey, you should do this. And I'm just like, that's not helping at all. That's just you trying to do what you want. Basically. Like I've had someone kind of reach out to me and be like, Hey, we could, we could duo this. And I'm just like, no, that's not the point. Like I started this for myself. I'm not really open to doing something else. I'm open to like few of ideas and stuff, but not just telling me what I should do. It's more of like, Give me some feedback on what should change, not what I should do. So I feel like there's a difference between those two types.
0: A hundred percent. And anybody that says outright that you should be doing something this way should probably go start their own podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, then why don't you go start your own podcast? Like I'm doing this for myself and I've got my ways. Like I definitely can use some pointers, but don't just say, hey, you should do this. I just, I think that's rude. And it's definitely not going to make me do that, so.
0: Yeah, do you think there was ever a point where it would have been far more difficult for you to, like, rise above those type of comments and criticisms um, in comparison to where you're at now confidence-wise and just maturity-wise? Um, I guess I'm kind of confused with that question on, like, how I could answer it. Like, let's say, let's say like freshman in college, sophomore in college, Bailey Bixby. Mm-hmm. With those types of criticisms, people telling you that you're just outright doing something wrong, would those have been more difficult to brush off if you weren't so comfortable in, in your ability to to speak your message? I think that, so like back then telling me what I should do,
1: I was definitely more like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. And now at this point, it's like, I kind of have a pretty good understanding on what I'm trying to get across and what I'm saying. And I definitely have a, like a, I don't know what you would say, like a point behind it. Like I have what I want to say, and I'm not I'm not gonna listen to other people on what I should say, but I wanna hear what I could ask, I guess, in questions and what they want to hear. But yeah I'd say nowadays it's it's kind of more tough to hear that but back then when I was just a little lad and I didn't really know much I think it was more diff it was better to hear what I should do because I felt like back then people had were older than me so they were telling me what to do but yeah nowadays I think it's it's a little more difficult to hear what I should do
0: so No that actually makes sense the way you said that I yeah I'm surprised right away but yeah I know you explained that pretty well mm-hmm. I think I would agree now that you put it in those terms. Um, yeah. cause we're, we're at an age or at least a point in our life, um, where you can tell the difference between, you know, cr- criticism or comments that are coming yeah. in the wrong spot. Um, and those are a little tougher to deal with because you didn't really do anything to deserve it in the first place. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it just makes you wonder, uh, you know, what, what you should do moving forward, as far as how to deal with those or how to completely avoid them, but I don't think they're on the way, right? Yeah. Now I'm definitely more open to
1: hear what people have to say, but in a different tone of what they're saying, and not telling me what I should do. That's that's where I kind of get a little defensive with things, but I'm just I've been trying to just be open to what people are saying because it definitely helps with uh, getting the message out there. And if you're nice to the people and like the fans, I guess it uh it shows that you care about what other people think so and people like to have that feeling
0: right and then and then on the other end of this topic um, in your in your podcast, you are in some ways correct me if I'm wrong, but like guiding people or helping people um, towards just a confidence or just an understanding. Yeah. That is okay, and um, there, there you will find your path, just like you have, and that's basically um, in the first episode. You talked quite a bit about that. Um, how careful are you, or does it just come naturally in regards to your tone, where you don't want to sound like the person telling somebody to do sit behind a microphone, whereas you want to make it sound like it's coming from a genuine place. How how careful are you when you're preparing and when you're delivering to just make sure that your tone and your word choices. I would say I'm not like conscious about
1: what I'm saying, because I definitely laid the rules about um, I'm not I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm, I'm here to tell you what I've gone through and what has worked for me. So that's that's what my message is. It's it's not me trying to preach the choir of like, oh, you should do this. I'm just giving advice on what I've been through and what I've done and how it's helped me become successful and kind of find my path and what I want to do. So I'm not really careful with how I I say things because I definitely have put the point out there that I'm saying things that I've learned and gone through. So it's it's me that like I put a ten day challenge out of like do these certain things and it, it honestly will put momentum into your mo like motivation and if you stick with, like, a 10-day thing, it definitely gives you momentum in doing stuff and, like, waking up, uh, having a good sleep schedule and stuff like that. Like, I think that's important. And that's not me telling people what to do. That's that's me giving stuff that I've I've done and has worked for me. So if it doesn't work for you, then okay. But I don't know. You could give it a try. And that's just, yeah, that's my point of just saying what I've gone through so I'm not watching my tone really so if people want to say hey man like I don't really like what you're saying it's like okay then that, that's just me speaking on my experiences.
0: Yeah that's kind of the beauty of just talking from experience because whether somebody likes it or not it, it happened um, yep. and that's it happened to you so they can't really tell you that that you're wrong or that you're missing the point it's it's just the truth and it's kind of you can take it or leave it it doesn't matter if you agree with it it doesn't matter if you disagree with it but it, it it's something that you can build off of either way right yep. Mm-hmm. 100 so this this next question i gotta throw in there because the the theme on winona state's campus this last year um was career readiness and i think you um stand out as one person that would have a great idea as to what career readiness means to you, that again, it means something different to everybody. I know I have a weird idea of what career readiness means, but would you be able to just, you can go off on a a monologue here if you need to, you can answer in a few sentences, but what does career readiness mean to you? So I'd say uh, it's you realizing what you need
1: to do more of. And first off, you need to know what you want to go into
0: as a career. I think that's the first step to... You froze, you froze up. Let's, you want, is it cool if you restart that? Yeah, I'll restart that. It was probably an issue on my end, but just so we get this one.
1: All right. So career readiness to me is first off finding what you want to do, and have that interest in it. Because if you just pick something to pick something, you're going to go down a path that is very rocky and bumpy the whole time, and you're not going to enjoy it. And if you find something you do like, that's the first step in career readiness, I think. And obviously, you're going to go through your hurdles, but you're going to get over those, and you're going to become stronger in that field, and you're going to actually enjoy going through the process of it. And another point of career readiness is, I I think realizing the steps you need to take to improve yourself on getting to where you want to be. So, for example, I took the step of I remember talking to you about joining the sales team, and I just think that was a huge step in in my career readiness of um, maturing and being like, okay, what can I do? to prepare myself for the real world and joining the sales team was something that honestly it changed my life and it put a lot of confidence in me to be ready for my career in sales. And I know that I want to go in sales now because I went through all that stuff and just, I realized that I like connecting with people and talking with people and helping people out. And I just like to make friends. So I think just, Finding the things to take that next step in getting to your career is just is career readiness. And I think that uh, applying yourself into extracurricular things is going to prepare you tremendously for a career.
0: Hell yeah, man, that was that was great. Um, And then just your second to last point there. Uh, about the sales team and how much confidence it, it instills in you um, when you when you do, even if you don't, you know, make it on just taking that step to apply and go through the interview process in front of mm-hmm. multiple interviewers. I think is, I honestly, I'm, I don't know about you, but I didn't expect to make it um, when I uh, showed interest the first time. But yeah, it's definitely nerve-wracking when you first went in there and then you get done and you're like, oh god, I hope I make it. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then actually, once once you are on the team, I I'm sure you agree that it your first few meetings are pretty intense because you realize oh. you realize that it's it's other college kids. They're just like you. They go home mm-hmm. and kick their feet up just like you do. But when when they're in there, you realize that there's a different switch, and they're very serious about what's going on. So yeah. just I'm sure you'd agree that if you can speak up in that room um with other people that are also just as knowledgeable about you uh, and be comfortable with your opinion uh you can speak anywhere wouldn't you say right
1: i agree i agree 100 percent. i remember my first few meetings i was crapping my pants i was so nervous being in there i'm like oh god where do i sit what do i do and then just kind of sitting back and listening to figure out what it was all about i mean watching and listening before you just go in and speak in any situation is a huge thing as well. And I think figuring out, watching, listening is a big, uh, a big I guess, tool to have. And that leads to public speaking because when you're listening, it leads to better speaking in my opinion. So yeah just being in and witnessing the sales team and my first few meetings and then doing my first sales competition and then going back to the meetings, it definitely just put a lot of confidence and momentum into what I had going for me. Yeah.
0: was a good point that you made about listening and how it has like the inverse effect that it makes you a better speaker. Yep. Um, And it's, it's the, the idea that when you when you listen well, not to just things of your own interest too, um, when you when you still listen to things that you know might not really intrigue you that much, it, I I think it still allows you to make connections, you know, mm-hmm. outside of it in so many other areas. So yeah, that's that's an excellent point, man. Just listening all the time, yeah, really you know, listening, uh, not just like hurry up and quit talking so I can say what I want to say next. Yep. You definitely have to develop patience in that. And just like listening before you speak, it definitely just, it helps out a lot. And for some reason it is so much harder said than done. It is, it's it's hard to sit there and bite your tongue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. So just the last question that I had on my agenda, I'll just get that out of the way and then we can keep going for a little bit if you want, but This is a fun one. If you don't have a story, that's all good. Um, But really we're just looking for in the past, have you ever had a horror horror story, so to speak, or an embarrassing embarrassing moment when you were up giving a speech or doing a presentation or just, you know, speaking in front of a group of people, whether it was academic or. Yeah, I actually have a good one here. So when uh, we went to Vegas for uh, our sales
1: competition, I did the uh perfect pitch and I've done it multiple times and I've done really well on it and they added a twist to what you had to put into your perfect pitch and like so you know a perfect pitch is doing the, the elevator speech of your 90 second spiel selling yourself. So I went in there and I was nervous all oh, like I was I just sitting there running it through my head. I'm like, all right, all right, you got this, you got this. And I walk in there, it's Marianne Collins our sales coach and then it was the whitewater coach and those two are when you go up and talk to them there you get a little nervous and I remember I said my first few sentences and then I just stood there and then I was just like stood there for probably 20 seconds and I was like yeah I completely forgot what I was going to say um and I just continued to sit there and they tried to like bring points back to what I just said. And I was like, yeah, no, uh, it's gone. <laughs> I have nothing more. And, and then ev- eventually Collins just kind of laughed and cause I brushed it off. And then the other guy, he was like, yeah, we, uh, we tend to, uh, no, he first said you have a dinosaur brain. And I said, what? It's like, yeah, yo, you get nervous and you just, And then he kind of got shook too because I I got really defensive about it. Like, you just said I had a dinosaur brain, like what? And he's like, yeah, when you get get nervous, you just, you kind of forget what you're gonna talk about. I'm like, yeah, I get that, but you just said I had a dinosaur brain. And I was like, I hope you know this, this doesn't affect me in any way possible and I'm not gonna take this to heart. So, and then I just kind of, Collins kind of smiled and was like happy about that I stood up for myself and I just walked out. So that was kind of my worst public speaking moment, but I learned from it. So,
0: yeah, and that's what it, that's what's important. But we gotta circle back. What is a dinosaur brain, and who who says that? I I don't
1: know. I think it was just him being a the other school coach, and him being jealous of what Winona State's got going. And you know, I yeah, I just I stood there, and I was like, uh you realize you just said sort I of have a dinosaur brain, right? <laughs> and I spoke really well talking about that. So I just, yeah, I don't know what his meaning was behind it. I, I don't think he, that, that goes back to thinking before you speak. <laughs> so I don't think he realized what he said after he said it. So,
0: Yeah, especially for, I mean, he, everybody knows of him, but he, he's a pretty, uh, his reputation precedes him. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it did surprise me that he said something of that nature, but it it's it's always just so out of pocket when somebody that you've never really spoken to and you're in your entire right. life just has the gall to insult you mm-hmm. like, Yeah.
1: And later that trip we had gotten to dinner and he came up to me and he and he like came up to me, shook my hand, tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, Good job this weekend, Ken Bailey and I was just like, Okay, <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, that, that's nuts. That's a good story, Dan. Yeah, I'll honestly, I'll forever
1: remember that. I use that as motivation to go into my public speaking, so.
0: Yeah, man, yeah. Well, hey, do you got anything else you want to talk about?
1: I think my last point is just, like, you got to go through the hard times to get to the good times. You're not going to be a pro at speaking. You You have to, like, you really have to apply yourself to it and go through it to uh, be good at it. I mean, I'm no pro at it. I still like, I get a little nervous with speaking in front of people, but I definitely just, it's coming more natural to me, obviously. And I, it, the more you do it, the more confidence you get and it leads to better results. So going through the hard times, um, definitely gets you to the good times. So practice makes perfect.
0: Yeah, man. All right, well, hey, while we're, while we're still recording, do you want to do an elevator pitch of the Bailey Bixby podcast right now? If not, sure. Oh, yeah, let's do it, and then I'll throw that in.
1: Yeah, perfect. So the Bailey Bixby podcast is just a little idea I had. I bounced it off with some friends, and they were like, damn, that's, like, a pretty good idea. And that then sparked a thing in me where I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I developed it in a few days, and – it took me about, I don't know, five days to put out the first episode. I put out a trailer, and then I put out the first episode. So basically what uh, the Bailey Big Street Podcast is about, it's just, it's it's meant to share what I've gone through and relate to people and to show people that it's possible to, like, be, not, I don't know, successful and to get to where you want to be, you got to push yourself through things. So mainly it's, it's me interviewing people that are in their career or I don't know, lifestyle choices that other people might not know about. And obviously it's for my own knowledge too. So I interviewed uh, my buddy that's in finance. I don't know anything about finance. So it definitely helps my knowledge and it, it answers other people's questions and maybe to show, what kind of jobs are out there? What industries? So it definitely it's it's to spark interest for other people in in something that they might not know that's out there. So they might be a, a sophomore in college and they still haven't picked a major. So they, yeah, it's definitely just to help those those people to uh, find something that they want to enjoy or that they enjoy because if if you don't do something you enjoy, you're you're not going to be happy and live a fulfilled life. So it's just to help people out and create interest in something that they may not know is out there. So, um, dropping the third episode this Sunday, 8 p.m. So every Sunday at 8 p.m. is when well, I'll drop an episode until I'm, uh, busy with a job, I guess. And, so, yeah, that's that's the whole spiel on what the Bailey Bixby podcast is about, and I'm pretty excited about it. So if you need some interest or you don't know what you want to do, definitely give it a listen because maybe it won't even show you what you want in a career, but just something that you might want to add to your daily routine even. Like that's another big thing I talk about is routine in it. So, yeah, just give it a listen if you're curious. So I appreciate it
0: if you would. <laughs> yeah man and i'll vouch i'll vouch i've listened and it's 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 laid back but it's also (laughs) you can tell there's an agenda to it and you're actually going to get something out of it it's not just you're not just sitting back for for some pleasure you're kind of marrying the pleasure with right yeah it's more of a, a jeans and tennis shoe kind of podcast it's
1: not it's nothing too serious that's that's the quote uh Not too serious, but serious. So it's, it's more laid back and to have fun.
0: Yeah, dude. And, uh, and like you said, there's so many careers or industries that we don't really know about Mm -hmm. same time. There's a lot of jobs that we know a lot of that we know exist, but we don't really know what goes on in the day to day. So, yeah, I I think, yeah, you're going to have the ability to really help a lot of people out. Yeah. That's just what I want to do. Help people out. Well, great. I don't got anything else for you, man. You got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you having me on here. So. Yeah, of course. Of course. So you have a good day. Uh, I'll shoot you the audio recording, obviously. and. Uh... All right.